Such a mighty yatra that you have here. The, the history of this place and the leadership that you have now is unparalleled in the world. See? You get prizes for that. And <laughs> my only request is uh, please rise up, mighty empire. Rise up. And, and please conquer Europe and then conquer the world. And while you're at it, beat India. Thank you. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnana Chakshuram Militam Dena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatham Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sadvatutam Parijana Sajitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Param Sahagana Lalita Shivishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kantana Mostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavani Shrivi Sute Devi Pranamani Hari Priye Vansha Kopaturubhyasya Kripa Sindubhya Evacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Adaita Gadadhara Srivasari Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare is Carl here? Hare Krishna, Carl. Welcome. Elisa's uh, father is here. Thank you very much, Carl, for coming. It's nice to meet you. My name is Vaisheshika. You can call me Vaish. Did you just come up from Wales? Yeah. Welcome. And welcome to everybody else from Wales. Let's hear a cheer for Wales. Today is a ceremony, Carl, that is meant to uh, embolden the heart. For there are various paths one can follow in this world. One is to try to grab as much as possible and hold on to it in this lifetime. It doesn't always work out. I amend that by saying it never works out. As at the end, no matter how successful you are, you have to give it back. And the other is to turn away from the world and say, well, since I have to give it back anyway, I might as well preemptively just opt out now. And that doesn't necessarily work either because we still have to interact with the world. We have senses, we have needs and desires and so forth. And there's a third path that your son and two other very noble souls, uh, Chaitan and Milan, are taking up today in earnest which is the path of dedication. Those who dedicate themselves to virtue, 
that those who dedicate themselves to selfless service uh, are exalted in human society. If we look through history, we find that it's not the despots and the cruel people who are able to wreak havoc upon human society that are celebrated. They're noted with care because we don't want to do what they did and we try to avoid the situations that bring us to, to producing such types of people. But the people that are really glorified in society are the ones who truly give of themselves from their hearts to help others. And the meaning of the initiation today is that these three have decided in their hearts that the best path to walk in life is the path of dedication. That way they can see everything in the world as paraphernalia to be used in the service of the divine. And considering that the divine is described as a tree with roots, and when one waters the roots of the tree, then all of the leaves and branches simultaneously and automatically become nourished. So it's a well-thought-out uh, vow today that these devotees will be making. There's a f there's, there are several vows. And the word devotee comes from uh, the Latin devoto, which means one who keeps vows. Vows hold us together in human society. Animals are held more by instinct. They are pre-programmed. There's a chip in their head that says, now it's time to build a dam. And if you bring a beaver home, which I don't recommend, the beaver will tear apart your house and start building dams wherever you can find a space. Can't help it. Human beings hand on the other side, decide which path to take. And that is that, the, the beaver thing, right? <laughs> they can decide which, which way to, to take and they actually can uh, discern that there is... Uh, there, there are inferior sources and superior sources of knowledge. And using the human intelligence, which includes doubting, the doubting process is, is highly effective for triangulating and finding one's way to a source of knowledge that's infallible. And this is necessary in any discipline. One must have a, an authority, otherwise... As Aristotle says, you get infinite regress in life. You have nowhere to stand. You have to accept a given. You have to accept a source of knowledge. So uh, the three initiates today have accepted a reasonable source of knowledge, which they vetted themselves by hearing it over a long period of time. They've also practiced and seen that they're good for it. They can actually hold up the kinds of vows that they're going to make today, and they've realized, correct me if I'm wrong here in the front row, that, <laughs> that, that by doing so, they, they have embedded themselves. It's counterintuitive, but the ways of selfless service bring out the best in us. And the ways of uh, keeping vows, as Krishna describes in the Bhagavad Gita, Raga Dvesha Vimuktaistu Vishayan Indrayaishcharan, Keeping sacred vows invites mercy to come down from the Supreme. It's not mechanical, but there's a way in which when we want to prove ourselves to any person any, in any relationship we have, and we take the high road in our interactions with them, and there's a way in which that they notice. It just so happens that God is also a person. There's a, a, a original source to everything, and because we are uh, persons and we are emanations from that source, we can also logically conclude that the source, our source, has personality as well. And according to our doctrine, the personal aspect of God is the best. Although there are many other features. There's an impersonal feature, which is all-pervasive energy, there's also a localized feature, the, as we call the spirit within the heart. Where else does our intelligence come from? As, a, as if there's a parent in the room, and when we're struggling or when we're trying to figure something out, then we get this a sense that someone has given me the way forward. And this is, we call the super spirit within the heart. And these are all aspects of the same person. 
whom we offer our uh, service to. And we're all parts of that original supreme. Just as sparks are part of a larger fire, we're also spiritual sparks and we're part of the supreme home. So the, the vows that you'll take today are highly significant. According to the, the process of uh, Vedic practice and knowledge, the, the Vedas are a huge project. They're meant to envelop all human society and give everyone a chance according to his or her own position in the world, an opportunity to improve him or herself. And the Vedas, just as a, a tree, the purpose of a tree ultimately is to produce a fruit. And those who make a study of, of the Vedas can understand that uh, the ultimate fruit is the name of God. And this is borne out in the teachings of the Acharyas. Acharyas mean the noteworthy teachers who have uh, uh, stood up and presented the process in a clear way for mass appeal so that other people can have access to it over time. And they have pointed out that uh, if you look at th through all the Vedas, if you search through all the different aspects of it, you'll come to a point in which they're all shining their light on a particular aspect, a particular practice. One of the great acharyas is named Rupa Goswami, and he says, Nikila Shuti Mahali Ritnamala, Duti Nirajita Pada Pankajanta, Aimukta Kaleru Pasyamanam Paritastam Harinama Samshrayami. So he concludes, Nikila means all, Nikila Shuti Mahali Ritnamala. So all of the Shrutis, which are the original ancient teachings, which are eternal, they're self-manifested teachings meant to give us the way forward in life to improve ourselves, to live in the world in harmony, and also to elevate ourselves to our original spiritual position. He says, Nikila Shruti Mauli Ratnamala, that there's uh, a crown on top of the head of all of these teachings. He's giving this metaphor of a crown. And then there's jewels on top of the crown. Nikila Shruti Mauli Ratnamala, Duty, the effulgence of that, of the jewels on that crown, duty nirajita pada pankajanta, they're shining light somewhere. And this great teacher and poet says that they're shining light on the tips of the toes of the holy name of God. And that is a, a, a very specific teaching that is brought forward in our line of students who come down from the beginning of creation. And that is that a philosophy, although it may make your head spin if there isn't immediate access, is uh, not, wor not worth anything. One must have the... Um, the philosophy must give an on-ramp for everybody to, to join it. Otherwise, what's the use of high-minded philosophies? So the Vedas have propounded many different ideas and the Upanishads are the summation of all those ideas that bring us into the realm of self-realization, distinguishing ourselves from our bodies. Is it possible to get more oxygen in here? Can we get even more of a cross-ventilation? It's a democracy, we can vote on that. So, Yeah, you'll see it's going to be ecstatic. Thank you. Can you feel it? Yeah. Upanishads. So they're gradations of knowledge that offer various entry levels for people uh, at, in different stations of life. And, of course, we may say, I'm very thirsty, please give me some water. I have some. Don't worry. I'm just using, uh, giving an example. And then someone will say, you're thirsty? Uh, you can find water in the clouds. Good luck. 
someone may say, I'm thirsty, and the person may answer, you can find it uh, in a flash flood. Do you have flash floods here? We have them in California. A downpour somewhere in the mountains or in the desert, and then suddenly you're peacefully sleeping in your tent, and then you're washed away. Because it appears as a, a gush of water that runs down. So someone may say, well, just find yourself a flash flood. You can get water. Or someone may say, please give me water. I'm thirsty. And you say, there's water in the ground. Just dig. You can get a glass out of that. So in a similar way, oftentimes we point to our connection with God and someone will say, well, God's in heaven. So how do I connect with him in heaven? Or someone may say, avatars come from time to time. Maybe you can wait around. Or someone may say, you sit down and meditate for 10,000 years, and maybe you can find God within your heart and have some connection there. But in the philosophy taught by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is based on the authorized teachings of the, the Vedas, the chanting of the name of God is like water in the palm of your hand. And any time you can say the name of God, and he's immediately present, and we can immediately drink that water to our heart's content. So the poem goes on, Nikila Shruti Mali Damala, Juti Niraji Dapara Pankajanta, I Mukta Kaleru Pasimanam Paritastam Harinama Samshayami. Therefore, he says, all those who are liberated souls, they've gone beyond the concepts of trying to enjoy the world, trying to reject the world, and they've entered deeply within, on the path of dedication to the Supreme. They take up the specific process of repeating the name of God as a way of sacred and immediate connection and communion with the Supreme. And therefore, Rupa Goswami says, take shelter here. This is where to take shelter because if all else fails, and it will, take shelter of the holy name. One can then uh, fully embrace that and that's what your vows are meant to do today, to reinforce the idea that the main shelter in life is Krishna, named for the supreme, which means all attractive. And the main way to stay connected with him constantly is by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare I learned this once when I was a brahmachari, and I was at the Los Angeles airport distributing books, and I was having not just a bad day, but a bad week and a bad month. And I was really bummed out. So what do you do when you're really bummed out? You call your mom. So I called my mom and I said, hi, how are you doing? She said, wait a minute, how are you doing? I don't like the tone of your voice. Did your mom ever tell you that? I don't like the tone of your voice. And, and she said, what's the matter? And I said, oh, blah, 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 blah. This, that, this, that. And she said, you listen to me. You get that bag of yours and you put your hand in it and you start chanting. And I said, what? Is that you? When I hung up, I realized that Krishna had given me a direct instruction through my mother. And later on, when she was leaving the world, I got the opportunity to sit with her all the way to her last breath. And I asked her some questions. I said, you remember that time in the airport? I called, yes. <laughs> she even saved all my you know, ribbons I got for skipping in kindergarten. Not skipping kindergarten, for skipping income. <laughs> So she knew immediately. And I said, why did you tell me that? And she said, I saw you cross from the material world and go into the spiritual world. I didn't want you crossing back over again. Everybody knows. Oh, yeah. From my mom. Thanks, mom. Everybody knows what's what in this world. We just either admit it or we don't admit it. So today you're admitting it. Material world's a lost cause. I tried. Didn't work out. I'm going to sign a sheet saying, I quit. <laughs> now I'm going to take from a different angle. I'm going to come from the angle of a servant. A servant of God. A servant of all of God's creatures. 
and I'm going to dedicate my, way, my life to this higher way of thinking. And, and this is praiseworthy. So we congratulate all three of you for coming forward today to, to take these uh, sacred and very mighty vows. When someone makes a vow, it's a shot heard around the world. We all become re-enlivened and remember the power of dedicating oneself through a vow to the Supreme. So in the process of chanting Hare Krishna, there's two parts. One is to keep your vow and be consistent. And the other is to develop an enlightened attitude. Is my black bag here? I have a paper in it. I'm going to read you an instruction about chanting from Srila Prabhupada. And interestingly enough, our founder Acharya only asked us to do one thing. There's some things he said don't do. Like what? Anyone? Anyone? Yes? So what? Yeah, I'm talking about the four regular principles. <laughs> Don't what? No gambling. And if you want to replace gambling, he said, then surrender to Krishna. Because then you're putting yourself in his hands. Like, okay, Krishna, I know what's going to happen next. There's the same exhilaration as there is in doubling down on a bet. So you're doing that. What else did he say don't do? Don't eat meat. No, no intoxication, don't eat meat. Fish, eggs. Fish and eggs. Okay. Anything else? And no illicit sex. So these are four pillars of sinful life in the material world. Everyone works hard for these. And amazingly enough, not only does one who takes these vows and avoids these four sinful pillars uh, survive, but he or she also uh, feels better for it. Isn't that amazing? Because everyone else is advertising and saying, unless you have these four in your life solidly in place and as much as possible, you can't really be happy. But we say that's false. That's a scam. It's a Ponzi scheme. We're taking the opposite approach. We're contrarians on this and we're standing fast on it. We eschew these ideas of sinful life in the material world. So that's part of it. And then what's the part that Prabhupada said, do? Chant at least 16 rounds. It's a legal term, at least you can add to any vow. And that gives you the uh, permission to exceed the vow if you wish at some time. So he said, do something and don't do other things. And that's the basis of the vows today. And now I'll read you an instruction Prabhupada gave about chanting the Maha Mantra. This comes from a letter that he wrote on uh, 16th of June, 1969, and I entitled it Determination and Effort. He says, regarding your last question about the ecstatic symptoms of chanting Hare Krishna, you should know that the Hare Krishna Mantra has an equal effect upon all devotees. Just like the sunshine has an equal effect on everyone, but when it is covered, the sunshine has a different effect. Similarly, the influence of the Hare Krishna mantra becomes manifest when one is no longer covered by the ten offenses to chanting. The more we become free from the ten offenses, the more the effect of chanting becomes manifested through us. Everyone can become a great devotee, being freed from the offenses 100%, simply by one's determination and effort. Any thoughts? Can you give him a microphone, please? Yeah, so point is to avoid the 10 offenses. What? Point to avoid the 10 offenses. I still didn't understand what you said. Yes, there are 10 offenses and you're going to avoid them. Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. There's 10 offenses, we should avoid them. We should avoid 10 offenses. 
Okay, any other thoughts? Give us your realization. Why are you taking these vows anyway? Avoiding the, the sinful... I mean, what's, what's your revelation about it? To be chased towards Krishna. That's nice. There's a way in which when we, we're in a relationship, if we're exclusive, if we're chaste, it's voting with our feet. It's saying that I'm reforming myself for you, for this relationship. And it's demonstrative. And it's a big deal, right? Good for you. And you. And what's your idea? Be consistent. Well, let's hear be consistent in devotional service. you got to touch your chin, otherwise it doesn't count. Be consistent in devotional service. That's really nice. What about consistency that helps? Can you give any ideas? Consistency will help us to improve. Consistency will help us to improve. Go more with Nice. Uh, you can't fake consistency, right? In fact, in the famous verse that I can bring up at this time, if I have time, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took initiation from his spiritual master, whose name was? Srila Kishwara Puripan. And that was at Gaya. And he came back after having been initiated, a changed person. And then he went back to his spiritual master and he inquired from him, did you give me the right mantra? Because the mantra you gave me seems to have made me crazy. <laughs> I'm crying. I can't stop crying. I sometimes roll on the ground involuntarily. I'm shouting out. At... So what happened? And his spiritual master then said, now I'll give you a verse which is the essence of the teachings of Srimad Bhagavatam. And he said, Evam Vratasva Priyanamakirtya Jitanurago Jitachuta Uchar Hasatyato Rotiti Rauti Gayati and Madhavam Rititi Lokabhaya. Evam Vrata, when one takes a vrat or a vow, it's the same word, Sanskrit and English and Latin, to chant Hare Krishna, then gradually the name will become very dear to one. Because there's no difference between Krishna and his name. As the Srimad Bhagavatam opens, uh, there's the verse, Apana samsritim goranya nama vivashogranam tatasadyo vimucheta yabhipeti swayambayam. The declaration that there's no difference at all between Krishna and his holy name. All the powers of Krishna are there within his name, his personality, everything complete. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said what in the second verse of the Shikshashtakam about this? So he said, Nijasarvashakti, all of Krishna's personality, all his personal energies are there within the holy name. So, Evamrata Swa Priyanamakirtya Jatanurago. Druta Chitta means that the heart begins to soften and melt, and one experiences the emotions. Spiritual emotions within the heart. We all know we have emotions, but what about spiritual emotions? They're meant for Krishna and for the devotees. And so the heart softens, and one's able to experience these spiritual emotions within the heart. And then one becomes like a person who doesn't care for, not like a person, a person who doesn't care for outsiders because one is expressing these spiritual emotions in public even. However, in the purport, our acharyas have said not every devotee whose heart has melted ex shows external symptoms in public. They may hide them. But Madhvacharya then comments that there are two symptoms of someone who's advancing in devotional service that you can't hide. And these, he said, are the only ways by which you can tell if somebody's actually advanced or not. Would you like to know what they are? Yes. I tell you, but we ran out of time. And <laughs> save it for maybe our next trip here. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. No.
Number one, he said, is steadiness, or as you said, consistency. When you're steady, it means that there's something driving you from in the heart. There's a conviction. Dhrita vrta. You've become convinced. Shraddha shabdi vishwas as mentioned by Kaviraj Goswami, that when you have a clear idea of why you're doing this, and your conviction is that, and the conviction is there within your heart, he says that Sudrida Manash, your mind becomes very strongly convinced, and then you, you're consistent in your practice. And the second is called Mukya Prasada, which means that whatever you speak is for the benefit of others because your heart has become good and not envious. So consistency is a good point. So you have to not only keep your vow every day of chanting at least 16 rounds, and you have to also avoid the four pillars of sinful life, but then also you have to become... um, uh, you have to uh, fortify yourself so that you don't step into any of the offenses against the holy name. And uh, the two most egregious offenses uh, are, number one, offending devotees. So you can make it your career to avoid offending devotees. Don't criticize devotees. You don't have to. You can sign off on it. There's a little sheet you can fill out with a box on it that says, I swear off criticizing devotees, and you just put a little check mark on it. And if someone would like to invite you to uh, criticize devotees, then you can just show them the paper and say, sorry, I already signed off. No can do. Can't help you with that. And also, beware of uh, writing something that might criticize devotees, because once you put something in writing, it's eternal and you can't ever take it back. People will bring you back the paper and say, look, you did this. So from this day, you have permission, and it's a good idea if you take this deeply within your heart not to criticize devotees. If you're put in the position of management somewhere and you have to offer some kind of constructive criticism, do so through the lens of Shastra and do it judiciously, very carefully, and make sure that there's no spike of envy in the heart when you speak about devotees. Otherwise, it will hinder your process of chanting Hare Krishna. And uh, the other most egregious of the ten offenses is to feel entitlement. And that is... To feel entitled means that because I am initiated, you can help me fill in some blanks here, because I am liberated, because I am, any more? What? Because I am, because I deserve something more than others. What other ways can make me feel entitled? Because I'm so smart. Because I'm very good looking. Because, what else? Because I'm senior. Because I'm senior. Therefore, because I'm a guru. Therefore, I can take liberties. So, it's better to take the attitude from this day forward that I can't take liberties with anything or anybody. I should act like a humble servant. If I have a role to be a leader, I should be a servant leader and humbly help others. And one should consider that I'm the servant, 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 a million times removed. What is that? Use your hand. It's demonstrative. They do this in the Vedic uh, recitation. The servants, servant, 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 a million times removed. This is a region that is free of the sense of entitlement. As once I have, feel that I'm entitled, then I can say, well, I can cheat on the four regulated principles because I am a senior devotee, because I am a, a guru, because I'm a very good-looking, uh, I'm wealthy, 
what else, anything else, don't do that. If you avoid those two offenses very carefully, guard against them, then you avoid the two of the worst offenses. The other offenses you can study carefully, and especially the added offense, which is to be inattentive while chanting. If you take that one to heart, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says it will help you follow the process of avoiding all the other offenses because inattentiveness and not acknowledging the holy name when he's present is a cause of offense. The world is in ignorance. That's the problem. It's a, a, a pervasive disease. Ignorance means ignorance. And if we ignore Krishna, especially when he's present in his name, then it's a natural offense. Just as if I was talking to you now, and then I started looking at my cell phone, which I'm going to do because I think it's playing something. But I'm happy to say it's probably chanting japa and not something else. Lucky thing, huh? So don't ignore Krishna. Don't look away. Be fully conscious when you're chanting Hare Krishna. Don't criticize devotees. Don't put it in writing. Try to avoid those who make it make a living out of criticizing devotees. And if you're ever in management and you have to criticize devotees, be very careful how you do it so that it's non-offensive, so it can be productive and helpful and not uh, in a way that tears them down. Is that agreeable? Also, you have to read Prabhupada's books. Okay? I need a verbal yes, just like in the airplane when you sit in the emergency aisle. They come by and they say, you can't just nod your head, you have to give a verbal yes. Apparently that's a contract. Yes. 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 If you don't read Prabhupada's books every day, you will go insane. I guarantee it. It's impossible to not go insane. If, if you don't read Prabhupada's books, it, you can't re- maintain your equilibrium. So please progressively go through all the Prabhupada's books, make a plan to read them and to hear them and be in the association of those who hear and read them. Chant really good rounds. You don't try to be a great devotee, but do try to chant great japa. Don't be embarrassed if you're leaning into your japa and making it really strong. Okay? Hare Krishna. So, what's happening today? I'll just say in a nutshell, this is a ceremony called Harinam Initiation. So there's a process through which uh, we become more and more involved in devotional service. It's a process of coming closer to Krishna. It starts with turning away from the material world. That's called tapa. We feel uh, less and less optimistic about our chances of success here in the material world, and we want to dedicate ourselves in service. And then comes pandra, which means that we start uh, showing ourselves externally as Vaishnavas. For instance, this tilak, it's a mark of dedication. We're saying, yes, I'm dedicated to this path that I mentioned before. And then comes nama. Nama means that you accept a spiritual name. And the most important of your names is das. I'm not letting anything out of the bag here. Das or dasi. You already knew that, so it's okay. And that, that means that I'm, we're servants of God. Simultaneously, you accept a vow to chant the name. So this is the phase of initiation called Nama, which you're taking today, a big first step. Then comes Mantra. After you've chanted for, for some time and you're purifying yourself, removing all the trash from your consciousness and becoming more and more dedicated, you can accept the esoteric mantras, which are like uh, sonic deities that are passed down to us. And then you can uh, enter into a more personal relationship with Krishna, hearing about his qualities, features, and so forth. All that will be revealed by chanting Hare Krishna, but this is an aid to uh, bringing us closer. The, the two are synergistic, the nama and the mantra, the diksha mantras that you'll get uh, sometime after this. Not today. And, uh, and then finally, there's deity worship. That Once you take your 
a mantra diksha, then you're able to dress the deity and take part in worshiping the form, attending to the form of the Lord, as uh, title of the book. So th- these are the uh, steps, and today you're taking the, the name. So what we're going to do in this ceremony today is have you uh, come up and accept your, well, to make your vows in front of Srila uh, Prabhupada, the deities, all the devotees, your spiritual master, and then I will give you uh, your beads that I've chanted on as a way to just, it's a, you know, a personal connection, and then also uh, give you your spiritual names that you can take with you wherever you go. And um, then, after that, we're going to go over to the Haveli, and somebody is set up for a Vedic fire ceremony. I had to do a, a program in Dallas, Texas, for a devotee who's getting initiated, and she comes from a long line of Baptist Christians. And she invited her whole congregation to come. <laughs> it was the first time they were ever there, and I had to prepare a talk. And the devotees who were there, were, who knew the situation well, said, okay, well, the talk, that's one thing, but wait till the fire ceremony stuff. <laughs> so the fire ceremony is very beautiful, and it is a kind of um, solemnization of the, of the process. So we'll do that just after here. So what you can do, Nirkula's going to move up here to help me. And... I think we can move this out of the way because it's bad feng shui for the <coughs> process. And uh, as I call you up, now, yeah, we'll do the, we'll do a little achman. Do we have an achman cup? Here, you can share it with him. Any more than one? Just one. Okay, we'll do that. We'll put on your neck beads. Uh, we need, if you already have somebody picked out, then you can uh, have them come up and put on your neck beads. Do you have somebody? Okay. Gopal Roy Prabhu from Wales, who is Alyssa's uh, mentor. We, let's welcome Gopal Roy Prabhu. So, uh, Bhakti Chaitan, what you can do is uh, go offer obeisances to Srila Prabhupada, then come back here, offer obeisances to your spiritual master, and then someone, if we can have a, an asana for him to sit on and a, a remote microphone, not remote, but a cordless mic, put his seat right here. Huh? Please sit here. You have the microphone? Okay. And uh, Kartik Chandra Prabhu or Sriji Sundar, would you like to say anything about your mentee? Yes, your wife would like to say. Please pack the mic to her. Doctor-in-law, she serves her mother-in-law with utmost care and respect 
lifting her as if she were her own mother. Milam is indeed a genuine friend to him. <clears throat> One quality that I particularly admire in Milam is her eagerness to improve herself in bhakti. She willingly accepts corrections and comments wholeheartedly, working on herself to rectify her shortcomings. This dedication to personal growth is truly inspiring. We are incredibly fortunate to have the association of Milan and Chetan Prabhu as we serve them both as mentors and friends. This beautiful relationship allows us to learn and grow together. I want to express my sincere appreciation to His Best Vaishashika Prabhu for accepting Milan as his disciple and for, her, for guiding her further on her path of bhakti. Your guidance and support are invaluable in her spiritual progress. Thank you all for being here today and joining us in celebrating this auspicious occasion. May Milan continue to inspire us with her devotion and dedication. And may we, may we all progress together in our journey towards Krishna consciousness. Kartik Chandrapur, please say a few words. Hare Krishna. So, um, Chetan's been on this journey, as uh, Vishishik Guru mentioned, dedicating himself a life of dedication. And he's been on a journey for the last one and a half year. And we witnessed a complete transformation after he um, formally took shelter from you from being more um, dedicated to the vows, uh, taking his chanting seriously, and also in his service, he's been untiring, always there, present, willing, and all of those wonderful qualities that he's exemplified. Uh, thank you for accepting him today, and uh, we only pray that he becomes a worthy disciple um, your disciple and in the mind of Shri Prabhupada serving the Lord. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Take the mic back. Uh, Dr. Chaitan, please uh, tell us your vows. Thank you, Sandra Maharaj. I vow to chant 16 million on 16 months daily. Uh, and also allowed to follow four corrugated principles. There is uh, no meat eaters during fish and eggs, no intox intoxication, no gambling, and no illicit sex. And I will also um, to avoid vegetable plants. Uh, or sorry, which, uh, criticizing devotees. Thank you very much. Very powerful vows. Following the eternal principle of parampara, taking Srila Prabhupada's and Lord Chaitanya's order to expand the Sankirtan movement as my life and soul, and depending on their mercy, the mercy of the previous acharyas and all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who were like desire trees, I am exceedingly pleased to accept you as my disciple and therefore a grand disciple of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and a member of the Brahma Madhvagodiya Sampradaya. May all of the previous acharyas and the ocean of mercy, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, shower you with it, their grace. Now I have a certificate for you, a certificate of initiation. Without looking at the name. Your name comes at the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.21.2. And it means, it's a phrase that expresses how skillful Krishna is in blending the sound of his flute with the lovely sounds of Vrindavan's multicolored birds. I very joyfully award you the name Chukuja Venum Das. Give him back so he can go. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama.
It was so heartening to hear the paper that uh, Sriji Mataji wrote and the words of Kartik Prabhu. And uh, I love how there's a, f- a way that uh, there's a complete family here and taking care of all the devotees. It requires um, mentorship from all sides for, for everyone to make progress to come out of the very, very sticky material world. So I'm, I'm deeply grateful to, to all of the devotees here, the way you work together to help everyone come up to the highest levels of devotional service, and especially to Bhakti Milan's mentors, Kartik Chandra Prabhu and Sri Sundar Mataji. Thank you very much. Please tell us uh, these very powerful vows that have been passed down through disciplic session, which you intend to keep. I will vow to chant at least 16 rounds daily on my jabbings. I also vow to follow the four regulatory principles. No meat eating, including actual fish, no intoxication, no gambling, no illicit sex. Haribo! Bhaktin Milan, for the last time. <laughs> Following the eternal principle of Parampara, taking Srila Prabhupada's and Lord Chaitanya's order to expand the Sankirtan movement as my life and soul, and depending on their mercy, the mercy of the previous Acharyas, and all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are like desired trees. I am exceedingly pleased to accept you as my disciple, and therefore a grand disciple of his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and a member of the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. May all of the previous Acharyas and the Ocean of Mercy, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, shower you with their grace. Uh, your name uh, refers to Srimati Radharani, who is the queen of all songs and mantras that glorify Krishna. I joyfully award you the name Mantrini Leela Devi Dasi. This is the power of the Krishna Consciousness Movement. In the prime of his youth, he's giving himself to helping all of humanity, all of all living entities, and dedicating himself to a very, very high-minded uh, path in life. And first of all, I'd like to congratulate his father, Carl. Carl, what an amazing son you have. And it's obviously the the fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree. Uh, I've heard that you have extraordinary qualities yourself, and we're so, we feel so fortunate that you drove all the way up here from, up, is it up from Wales? Down from Wales? <laughs> sideways. <laughs> Down and a little sideways. <laughs> to come here today for this program. We, we really feel your presence here. It means so much to us. And uh, can you say a few words about your son? We'll give you the microphone and just tell us what's in your heart. <laughs> Is that on? We need tech support. Okay, go ahead. As follows his heart, always has. Such a gentle, sensitive, um, inquisitive, fascinated little life. Mm. Um, I'm uh, completely proud to 
and his daughter was her father. We wiggled each other. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a privilege to be here today. Thank you, Alice, for inviting me. Oh, may you continue on your path. And now, we'd like to hear from the inimitable Gopal Roy Prabhu, one of the great generals of the Sankirtan movement, a stellar example himself. I don't know, is everybody from Wales like this? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so please tell us about Ellis. Thank you, Sean. I'll just uh, echo his, his father. I mean, he is a, we're all so proud of Ellis. Even from a, a young age, he's not from a particularly religious background, but even just on his own, he was always looking for God. He was going to different churches and trying to find, trying to find the truth. And ever since he started coming to the temple, he's always had this desire to actually be a, a servant of all living entities. That's something that's really always enlivened him. Um, he's dedicated herself completely to book distribution and I think myself and all the devotees in Wales have all completely fallen in love with him and we're just so proud of you and uh, congratulations, we love you very much. Back to Ellis, please tell us what your vows are. I will chant the minimum of 16 rounds for the Mahamantra of the day. And I will follow the four of the four regular defensemen of no meat eating, no intoxication, no gambling, and no illicit sex. You can just throw fish and eggs in also. Oh, no meat, fish or eggs. Correct. <laughs> Following the eternal principle of Parampara, taking Srila Prabhupada's and Lord Chaitanya's order to expand the Sankirtan movement as my life and soul, and depending on their mercy, the mercy of the previous Acharyas, and all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are like desire trees, I'm exceedingly pleased to accept you as my disciple, and therefore a grand disciple of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and a member of the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. May all of the previous Acharyas and the Ocean of Mercy, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, shower you with their grace. <laughs> Your name will be apparent and obvious when I say it. Uh, for those who don't know Sanskrit, seva means service. Of course, yeah, you're named after perhaps one of the most holy days in our Vaishnava calendar, which occurs quite regularly. <laughs> I very joyfully award you the name Akadashi Seva Das. And now we'll close with a, a quote from Srila Prabhupada about the process of chanting Hare Krishna. We may chant, excuse me, when we chant, we must concentrate our mind on the sound vibration and in that way everything will be revealed one after another. The form, the qualities, pastimes, etc. of the Lord. And this is the way of cultivating spiritual realization. We're so also proud of you. We're um, eager to watch you grow more and more and take more and more service in the Sankirtan movement. And as you do, remember that your main service is to chant Great Japa and finish your rounds 
uh, even at the risk of life and limb, whatever it takes, finish it. And avoid the four uh, sinful pillars because uh, only foolish people do that and then they throw the wrappers all over town. And it's ugly and it's stupid and uh, we're not going to take it anymore. So be examples of being clean as a bean in this world and remain free from all the complexities that come from all these sinful uh, activities. Thank you so much for giving your heart and soul to this and for being great examples for all of human society. Dear Srila Prabhupada, Dear Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Sri Panchatattva, Sri Sri Gornitai, Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman, Sri Sri Radha if you so desire, please bless our new initiates that they may always have strength to serve your lotus feet. They may become, become kind friends to all living entities and they, they excel in their practice of devotional service. Om Tat Sat. Everyone who agrees with this prayer in whole or in part, please unmute and say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hey!